0: Welcome to Hot Off The Wire, a daily podcast that looks at the top news, business, sports, and entertainment stories as reported by the Associated Press. I'm Terry Lipschetz, senior producer for Lee Enterprises and your curator of news. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss daily news updates. And now, the latest headlines.
1: This is AP News. I'm Rita Foley. Palestinians in the Gaza Strip are running as Israeli airstrikes demolish whole neighborhoods, hospitals run out of supplies, and soon now the power could go out across the region.
2: After Israeli strikes hammered the Jabalia camp in northern Gaza, Palestinians dig through the rubble to pull out bodies. Scenes of devastation are everywhere, with men carrying bloodied victims to the hospital on their backs. Airstrikes have smashed entire city blocks to rubble in the tiny coastal enclave and left unknown numbers of bodies beneath mounds of debris. The bombardment has raged on, even though militants dragged an estimated 150 people into Gaza during weekend fighting. Israel has vowed unprecedented retaliation against the Hamas militant group ruling Gaza. I'm Charles de Lodesma.
1: Hamas attacked Israel on Saturday. The war has now taken more than 2,200 lives on both sides. 14 Americans are among the dead. This morning, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is talking about the war between Israel and Hamas saying there are some concerns for the U.S. economy, but she still does not expect a recession. Ukraine's President Zelensky is in Brussels at a meeting of defense leaders from around the world. He's making a pitch for more military aid for his country. Back home, high school students' scores on the ACT college admissions test have dropped to their lowest in more than three decades. Scores have been falling for six consecutive years, but the trend accelerated during the COVID-19 pandemic. Janet Godwin, Chief Executive Officer for the nonprofit ACT, says the hard truth is that we are not doing enough to ensure that graduates are truly ready for post secondary success in college and career. I'm Donna Water. This is AP News. Now to a 104 year old skydiver.
3: A 104 year old Chicago woman has died, days after making a skydive that could put her in the record books. Dorothy Hoffner was trying to get certified by Guinness World Records as the oldest person to ever jump from a plane. She wasn't scared. I love it. About two weeks ago, Hoffner made a tandem skydive jumping out of a plane from 13,000 feet. Oh,
2: good. Go. Back on ground. Thanks, kids. Safe
3: and sound that was amazing. Wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, wonderful. After landing, Hoffner said age is not a number, and it wasn't her first time skydiving. It was a nice, peaceful,
1: and I had to, had to keep myself awake so I could see the, see
3: the scenery. A close friend said Hoffner was found dead by staff at the Brookdale Lakeview Senior Living Community. She apparently died in her sleep. I'm Ed Donahue, And I'm Rita Foley, AP News.
1: Representative Santos is facing new charges that he stole donor IDs and made unauthorized charges. I'm Lisa Dwyer. A new indictment charges U.S. Representative George Santos with stealing the identities of donors to his campaign and then using their credit cards to ring up tens of thousands of dollars in unauthorized charges. Prosecutors say that some of that stolen money ended up in his own bank account. The 23-count indictment replaces one filed earlier against the New York Republican, charging him with embezzling money from his campaign, and lying to Congress about his wealth as well as other offenses. Santos says he has no comment on the new indictment. I'm Lisa Dwyer.
4: AP Sports, I'm Bruce Morton. It's on to the ALCS for the Rangers after they pummeled Baltimore 7-1 to complete a three-game sweep. For Texas, this will be its first trip to the championship series since 2011. Starter Nathan Evaldi made it happen with seven powerful innings.
3: I mean, it feels amazing. Again, that was our plan from spring training on. Um, You know, you can set everybody's plan in spring training is to win the World Series. But you have to, again, you have to plant that seed for
2: everybody to start to believe in it.
4: The Rangers await the winner of the Houston-Minnesota series. The Astros took a two-games-to-one lead on Tuesday, belting four homers while winning 9-1. to Skipper Dusty Baker said even after dropping game two, his guys brought confidence into game three. It's a very confident club, not a cocky club. Um, you know, we don't showboat too much, we just play. The National League resumes play on Wednesday. Atlanta plays at Philadelphia with the series tied at 1 1. Then the Diamondbacks host the Dodgers with Arizona leading two games to none. Pro football the Vikings have a vacancy in their wide receiver room. Gethin Koolbaugh has details. The Minnesota
0: Vikings will place All-Pro wide receiver Justin Jefferson on injured reserve. According to a person with knowledge of the decision speaking to the Associated Press, the 2022 NFL Offensive Player of the Year will miss at least the next four games because of a hamstring
4: injury. Hockey Chicago opened its season with a 4-2 win at Pittsburgh. In his much-anticipated debut, Blackhawks center Connor Bedard registered an assist.
0: It's a moment you think of your whole life, and you know how it's passed just like that. So um, that part of it's sad, but to just have it done, and get on with the season and, and
4: everything for, for our group is good, and of course to get the win was, was awesome. In other action, it was Tampa Bay 5, Nashville 3, and Vegas began defensive its Stanley Cup title by beating Seattle
3: 4-1. to one. Bruce Morton, AP Sports. AT News, I'm Ed Donaghy. President Biden described the Hamas attacks at Israel as pure, unadulterated evil. At the White House today, the president condemned the attack and says the U.S. will stand by Israel as for the attackers. Hamas does not stand for the Palestinian people's right to dignity and self determination. Its stated purpose is the an annihilation of the State of Israel on the murder of Jewish people. They use Palestinian civilians as human shields. The President and Vice President Harris spoke to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. The President says at least 14 Americans have been killed in the Middle East. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says at least 20 Americans are unaccounted for. They don't know how many were taken hostage. Sullivan was asked about how deeply the U.S. will get involved in the fighting. We are not currently sending forces uh, to Israel. And I'll leave it at that for now. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will leave tomorrow and is expected to arrive in Israel Thursday to deliver a message of solidarity and support. The social media platform X, formerly known as Twitter, says it will try to take action on a flood of posts sharing graphic media, violent speech, and hateful conduct about the war between Israel and Hamas. General Motors and the union representing Canadian auto workers reached a tentative contract agreement, ending a strike that began just after midnight. About 4,000 striking workers at two GM factories and a parts warehouse will return to work this afternoon and will vote on the three-year deal later. The White House is condemning a violent crash at the Chinese consulate in San Francisco where a man rammed a car into the lobby creating a chaotic scene that ended with police shooting the driver who later died at the hospital. Former baseball MVP Steve Garvey is joining the race to succeed the late California Senator Dianne Feinstein. The Republican Garvey gave his party a splash of star quality on the ballot in a heavily Democratic state. This is AP News. Donald Trump acknowledged in a document at his trial the size of his Trump Tower penthouse was a lot less than he had claimed. The AP's Julie Walker is in New York.
1: Evidence shown at Donald Trump's New York civil fraud trial shows that he signed a 1994 document giving the true size of his Trump Tower penthouse at just under 11,000 square feet. It was listed later as 30,000 square feet on his financial statements that were given to banks, insurers, and others to make deals and secure loans. The evidence appeared in an email attachment shown during testimony from Alan Weisselberg, the former finance chief of Trump's company. The state attorney general's lawsuit alleges that Weiselberg engineered Trump's financial statements to meet his demands, that they show increases in his net worth despite appraisals to the contrary. Trump denies any wrongdoing. Julie Walker, New York.
3: And I'm Ed Donahue, AP News.
1: Nobody won Powerball Monday night, so you didn't win last night. Well, you get another chance on Wednesday night. The Powerball jackpot's expected to be about $1.7 billion. That's if there's just one winner who would take the annuity. Checks every year for 30 years. If you take the cash payout, which is what most jackpot winners take, you get about $756 million. Your chances of winning are 1 in 292 million. And remember, if you win, you'll have to pay federal tax. some states also tax big lottery prizes. Good luck tomorrow night. I'm Rita Foley.
2: In at the second time in less than a month, Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich has appeared in the Moscow City Court seeking release from jail on espionage charges. Gershkovich had a mostly blank expression as he appeared in the defendant's glass cage in the court in blue shirt, t-shirt and jeans. Later he learned he'd lost the appeal to be released from jail on the charges, meaning he'll remain in bars at least through November 30. He marked six months in custody on September 29. Russia's Federal Security Service alleged the reporter was investigating Russia's military-industrial complex. He and the journal deny the allegations, and the U.S. government has declared him to be wrongfully detained. I'm Charles de
0: The Israeli government declared war following a surprise attack by Hamas from the Gaza Strip. The fighting already has killed at least 1,600 people, with casualties expected to rise as the conflict continues. In an interview with the Associated Press, Matthew Levitt with the Washington Institute for Near East Policy explains the history and focus of Hamas.
5: If you go back, Hamas was created in the 1980s, and it's all about creating an Islamist state in all of historic Palestine. Because of that, Hamas hates Israel the most, but they also don't have much love for the Palestinian Authority, which is secular. And not only is it secular as opposed to Islamist, but it Uh, believes in a two-state solution, and Hamas does not. I think this is one thing that many viewers may not understand. Hamas is not fighting for there to be a Palestinian state alongside an Israeli state. Hamas is fighting to destroy Israel and to have one Palestinian state that is not secular, but is Islamist in all of historic Palestine, in all of Israel, and all the West Bank, and all the Gaza Strip. So it's against peace in general, uh, and that makes it very, very different. Hamas has never carried out an attack like this before. It's been known for suicide bombings, targeting buses and cafes. Later, when it conquered the Gaza Strip by force of arms and turned its guns on fellow Palestinians in 2007, after that, because it had territory, it built up a rocket arsenal and would fire rockets at Israeli communities. We've seen that even in this attack. But storming into Israel... uh, Uh, attacking some 30 civilian communities and a a music festival, um, killing people on the streets, um, abducting hostages and taking them in the dozens back to Gaza Strip, including little children without their parents. Um, This is unheard of. One of the reasons it carried out its attack now is because of the prospect of normalization between Israel and Saudi Arabia. Now, over the past few weeks, even months, Hamas officials have been quite open about the fact that this would be a, a huge event. Um, the deputy head of Hamas, Salah al who's based in Beirut, gave an interview to a pro-Hezbollah, Lebanese Hezbollah as an allied group, also pro-Iran uh, me- uh, media outlet. And they said, look, you know, this could be a game changer. And I think they're worried, we're worried about it because peace with Saudi Arabia, as opposed to, say, the peace that already exists, the normalization that already exists with the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, and with Bahrain, Saudi Arabia is the custodian of the two holiest sites in Islam. And I think Hamas fears that if there were to be normalization with Saudi Arabia, other Muslim nations, other Arab nations would follow suit. Uh, and I think Hamas felt that if it does come to a ground war, which I think is painfully likely because the Israelis are going to, going to feel that they ha- have to somehow secure the release of these dozens of civilian hostages, which include, by the way, um, people killed and hostages from at least 14 foreign countries. This is a textbook, international terrorism, a case of international terrorism, uh, that if they do go into Gaza, that Hezbollah will do more from the north, that it will open up a second front, either from Lebanon and maybe also from Syria. And so this could have kind of horizontal escalation in the near term, which could be very dangerous.
0: I'm Terry Lipschitz, thanking you for listening. Audio provided by the Associated Press. Music is by Skillcell and provided through Pixabay. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.